morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is a White Rose Transmission and Jasmine Tea. It's a time for sharing divine feminine wisdom, messages, musings that come through me, Dr. Cheryl Berry. It's how I'm being guided at this time to share acquired wisdom through my human journey, as well as divine wisdom that flows through me from my higher self and my guidance team. It's really a time to come into sacred space as sacred sisters and sacred brothers, to be inspired and to reignite your own divine feminine wisdom, your intuition, which we all have, whether we're male or female. So may this serve you under the law of grace in your highest and best, bringing forth God's love and divine truth for, for your journey. Blessed be. Well, good afternoon. Today is Monday, November 21st, and I have a, another beautiful friend and sacred sister with me today for a white rose and jasmine tea conversation that um, I really felt the inspiration to ask my friend Julie to come and share her divine and human wisdom in her journey as, as a mother, for she really holds this. She holds the mother's heart so beautifully. And um, we, we've spoken about this. Thank you. You've agreed with me that um, you've, you've even said you feel you were meant to be a mother yes that is like your purpose here yes absolutely and thank you for inviting me here today i'm very um blessed and happy to be here thank you and i i need to go well i wish to give some um elaboration to how i i know julie so um i don't know how many years it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. So Julie came as a client and then eventually I hired her to work at my front desk and some things have shifted, but she's always been with me in some way, shape or form doing the, she speaks workshops, the meditation, even now she still comes in and does um, administrative work for me on a part-time basis. I want to acknowledge you because I know you know this, but I don't know if you really know how important it has been for my journey to know that I've been in, I've been held in sacred space. You're like the, the epitome of being able to hold space for people. And I know you know that we've talked about that because too. you taught me that. Well, I learned that from you. So thank you. Well, okay. Well, thank you then for, for mirroring it back for me because, um, as you know, I would get stressed. I would say, this is the last one we're going to do, and yet we do it again. <laughs> and we did this, I don't know, three years um, on a regular basis. So um, thank you for, I feel like you 
you are hold that in a place of mastery. I really feel like you do. And so I want to. Well, thank you. I don't want you for that. My brother's being called in right now. I'm feeling his presence because when he was here with us on the airplane, I used to help him with his catering business. And there was a lot of things that I did for him that I'm now kind of doing for you. And it, it, it's very interesting, like behind the scenes stuff. So I think that's interesting how that's played out and how we're led and prepared for our journey, even if we may not realize it at the moment. Well, I love that you said that because I feel like nothing is ever wasted. All of our experiences are guiding us and supporting us and giving us gifts and wisdom that we may not even recognize right in the moment. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. So I want to I want to say thank you to your brother as well because because you always have this place of I know you're in a creative process because <laughs> I couldn't always tell you what to do in the moment. Like right. I'm not there yet. Right. So thank you. Right. So you're welcome. You're welcome. And I have to say thank you to um, Dr. Sharif also because I was seeing him for like two or three years and he kept saying, you have to go see Dr. Cheryl. You have to go see Dr. Cheryl. And then when I finally met you, I made the connection that I remember seeing you at the gym years and years and years ago when I went at 530 in the morning. And I was always very, there was a connection there. Like I would always, you would always catch my eye like, oh, there she is on the stair machine. And I believe that that was the universe preparing me, reaching out to me, saying this person is going to be an, an important connection in your future. Or we've had a soul connection for right. a long time. Yeah. I think so. Before I even knew that. Right. Um, small world. Yes. <laughs> and yet, it, I think when we're guided to be, connect to the souls that will support us, they come into our life. Right. So, so thank you. And I hope today you, um, well, you will share whatever's in your heart. And guided to bring forth the beautiful mother that you are, and that you 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 emanate so graciously. Because um, I'll say this one thing, and then be quiet. <laughs> um, it's it's that place of allowing people to find your children. I mean, that's my sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I've had to step back and allow my daughter in the safety of her choices but I really feel like you you you've done that immensely with three children <laughs> and that may not have been always the way um, right back when I was a younger parent I felt like I had to have it all figured out and then you learn over time that you hold their hearts in their hands for a while but then you have to let them go to discover themselves and to learn what their soul came here to learn. And then also I remember thinking that um, when they were born, I've learned this in the past, in the past several years in my spiritual practice that when souls come to us, we birth them. And it's such a privilege because when we birth them, they're not ours. We just allow them to evolve and become the soul that they're meant to be. But that also involves letting go as much as you want to hold on. So as they're born, 
you're holding tight to keep them safe. But then as they get older, it's a letting go. It's a, it's a gradual process of letting go so that they can become their true authentic self. And, and they choose us. Yes, I believe they do choose the family that they incarnate into to learn the life's lessons that they've agreed to come here to learn. I know that, um, sorry, I feel like I have a tickle in my throat. I did a, um, this was years ago, a meditation where we went before we were born. I don't know if I've told you this. We went up to before we were born and we were looking down and why we chose our parents. And that just always just really connected to me. And I remember choosing my parents because of, I saw a light, like like them in an embrace and a light that they held. And it was like, there was just this love that I was attracted to. And so I've even, you know, I don't know that I shared that with my daughter, but I feel like, you know, she chose me. And all three of yours, I've chosen you and your, and your husband mm -hmm. for, for the journey, their beautiful journey. Yes, and I believe that we come here to learn lessons as well. And um, I just feel very fortunate to be here with the experience that I've had as a person who's been adopted. I chose to come and experience this life. One of the things that I came chose to come to experience was um, the adoption process and the um, experience of abandonment and healing from that. And so I think you had asked me this question before and I had to really think about it because at first I was just like, I have no idea. But I think you asked me, what have I learned from having two mothers? What did I come here to learn from the adoption experience and having two mothers? And I feel like what I've learned from that is I had to come here on earth and experience the abandonment process so that I could move into a position of helping my children break cycles of abandonment and other things so that they, so that we could heal some wounds and break some cycles for them. I hope that made sense. Well, I, I feel um, it's, it's about, you know, we can carry wounds within families. Right. And um, my sense is you may have actually helped multiple families, mm -hmm. not only ancestral families from, say your birth mother or your birth father or adopted mother adopted father um whatever those are so that it could i mean that's a big deal if you think about it i mean most people when we're dealing with two you know um family lineages you're you're actually connected to four right that you're healing and mm -hmm. and it does feel overwhelming at times it does but then it's such an incredible blessing too. Yeah, and and you do know all of them, right? I, was, I mean, not every adopted child gets to know their. I mean, and, and I just really feel like there's there's been this beauty of um, if we look at it from a higher realm, this beauty of, and I'm not saying it was easy, <laughs> but a beauty of you being able to actually um, kind of bring bring 
I don't know if it's closure or the connection, you know, but by having the connection, you actually bring some healing, which maybe some people don't. Yeah, you would, I know, I'm sure from the connection with people you've talked to, people who've been adopted. And, oh, uh, yeah, I've been incredibly easy. blessed in, in my adoption process. The only thing I can say about that is that I think it was meant to be in this lifetime because you're right, some people don't have that experience and maybe their soul signed up to learn lessons. It's really difficult. It's a difficult thing to look at, but I've been incredibly blessed. Um, back in 2000, I had two children. I had two girls at the time and they were very young. And I remember going to the doctor's offices my whole adult life, filling out the questionnaire saying, I don't know, I'm adopted. I don't know. Does blood, you know, does heart attacks run in your family? I don't know. I'm adopted. So. I remember feeling very, very strong when my children were born uh, and that feeling just became stronger and stronger until the year 2000 when I reached out to find them. But leading up to that point, I was in a Bible study group at the time of some wonderful women and we prayed over this, the timing of the, of the, of the reunion, if I was meant to find them, that it would be at a good time for both of them, for my birth father, my birth mother, and so we, I started researching. I, I remember the internet being fairly new to me at that time. So I started searching on some search web search engines. And I thought, this is just strange. This doesn't feel like this is how I'm going to find them. So I, I reached out, did a little bit more research, found a confidential intermediary, which is a person who connects you, who has authority and access to your birth records, even though you don't. But That's interesting. <laughs> right? So this wonderful woman found both my birth parents and I talked to them. I don't remember now what day I, I used to remember in my head exactly what day it was, but I know it was the year 2000. Um, and we talked to, I talked to both my birth parents on the same day. Wow. So we had prayed that the timing would be correct. When I found my birth mother, she had just recently gotten out of a bad relationship, was in a good place and had just gotten a new job. Then my birth father, who was 55 at the time, had had a massive heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery and had healed from that, had been in, was in a different emotional state, physical state, spiritual state. And it was it was just the timing was just amazing to talk to them both at the same time, that same day. That's like confirmation of divine orchestration right and patience and god's timing and and whatnot and so that was pretty miraculous and you know when you're going through that it's a lot to take in it's a very very emotional a lot of feelings but i had done a lot of research so i knew that a lot of feelings were normal everything from feeling just strange almost like this do you um and only answer what you feel comfortable so do you feel that reunion your reunion or reconnection um, just getting to know them for whatever however that is um helped the healing of abandonment absolutely that, like, like critical yes did it did it started at some point i realized that i chose this that was the real turning point that i chose this from a spiritual perspective to learn and to break cycles and to learn about abandonment and whatnot that didn't come for years later, though, after what healed then was, oh, my gosh, like you said, I have two sets of parents. How fortunate am I to know them and to be reconnected with them? I knew it was an incredible blessing. 
So it brings something up that I think is really just important in the healing process. First of all, healing is a Oh, yes. So I think we can have the um, awakening, the epiphany, the, um, you know, great insight that comes, the dots get connected. But then there may be deeper healing and ultimate integration of that to really um, take that in. I, I don't think it's enough to just have the light switch turned on it's like now you start to figure out oh i actually can you know how the light works da, da, da. It's, it's, i think there's so much more mm -hmm. um and so i appreciate you saying that it took you it took time still to move through it yeah and i was grateful i don't know why i it's just part of who i am i'm a very sensitive person i'm actually a highly sensitive person so when i went through this um, reunion process, I had written, I, of course I was reading books and researching online how to do it. So I had written both my birth parents a letter and then my adopted parents a letter saying, I'm not leaving you. I'm just trying to find out my history because that was a fear of my adoptive mothers that I wouldn't be around holidays anymore. Real, but I, that's never really been the case, you know? So it it just felt like the right thing to do it was a it was a very um spiritual experience there was a lot to take in to research to learn to figure out how i was going to do it so it was, it was a lengthy process but i felt like it needed to happen that way well you know you just you said something just now that really um i think it's important to realize motherhood involves so there's the birth that only women can do mm -hmm. as far as birthing the baby and bringing that soul into embodiment. And then there's the raising. And it could be two different people. The mother isn't necessarily always the same. Um, so you were granted the gift of experiencing that birth through birth mother and then your adopted mother actually raising you mm -hmm. um and now you're you get to do both so in some respect you you experienced it all julie <laughs> from all aspects of it yes um i think i didn't even know what was happening at the time but i had to emerge as my own person after being raised in my adoptive family and I knew they loved me and they provided for me and I had a wonderful life that way, but I was not like them. So it took me a long time to figure out it's okay. I need downtime. I need quiet time. I need time to journal. I need time to use tarot and Oracle cards to ground myself and to lead and guide me for the day. And it's okay not to go, go, go. And anyway, it just took me a while to, find myself and I, I feel fortunate that I had the wherewithal that I had this something inside me that was drawing me leading me to that um connecting me with people in the universe helping me on that journey which is good wisdom um or beautiful wisdom for anybody 
really no matter we may not be like our siblings or right you know um i'm very sensitive too from my perspective i feel like i'm different you know than i do more i need a lot more downtime um so i think you know what you just said is the, another pearl to add because it's important that we all seek what is our ideal what's what's our ideal expression you know our soul expression our human expression and knowing what what is it that we need to to grow right and to blossom exactly and as a mother i can tell you as a mother of three and i want to tell this to all the mothers out there especially the new mothers you have to set time aside for yourself to fill up your cup energetically, spiritually, emotionally, daily. And if this, because this has to become a practice, just like you're feeding yourself and you're drinking your water and you're taking a shower and you're going for a walk, that has to be a part of your, I mean, going for a walk might be that time away from your children, but it's the um, emotional support filling up your cup that has to be part of your repertoire, your everyday practice to become, to remain a, I don't want to say good mother, but to remain, I'm looking for words here. Um, so you're not depleted. Right. So know? that you have something to give. You're filling up your tank so that you continue to have something to give your family as well as yourself, you know. So do, do you feel um, you're conscious of that? From the beginning or did that mean come later came later um at the beginning i think even anybody that has a spiritual practice would be challenged with two children under eight my daughters are were 18 months apart and then kenny came four years later so it's a very challenging time because you're dealing with sleep deprivation and Constantly. you you have to um meet their needs and drop what you're doing and be you know be there for them when they're younger and then as you get older you have to kind of find your way back from that but um it's it's a it's to maybe make like i'm a person who needs something to look forward to to stay motivated so maybe from even a young age the, to the best of your ability if you have a, a coffee date with a friend weekly that's important. And, and for me, it works because it gives me something to look forward to. You know, oh, today's been really rough, but I know I'm going to meet with so-and-so on Wednesday for coffee, and that'll give me a little break. See, it helps you get through those difficult times. So for me, it was always working out. So I used to, yeah. I used to run. Mm -hmm. And um, what I discovered is I did not want, you know, they had those joggers, strollers. It was like, uh-uh. I, I need... A break, especially when you're very sensitive and I was exactly. back out into the work world. It's like, I'm going to go to a class <laughs> and we're going to have to get a babysitter. You know, my husband's husband was going to go work out too because I need that downtime. And it wasn't that I didn't love my daughter. We went on walks, but it was like, I need this for me and I still. Right, and that, and there you said it. It's not that you don't love her. It's because you love her. And it's because you want to be the best mother that you can be. You know that you need that time away from her. But when you're engulfed in that, when they're so young, that's a really difficult time to remember that because you think, oh, I have to be the best mother I can be and meet every need. And 
but really stepping away from them and getting a break is one of the best things you can do and honor that. As, as an adoptee and having abandonment issues, it's so very difficult for me to do that. Embrace it and actually enjoy it. So um, you brought something else up that I feel it's important to, um, to touch on. You know, it's that place where as they get older, it just, the responsibility changes. <laughs> it's not so physically demanding. Mm -hmm. And now you have the more emotional and mental and spiritual. And, you know, I know how challenging it was with one. <laughs> and you've had three. I mean, can you touch on just, um, I guess, just, it is, I don't even know if it ever really ends, you know, because even when they're in their 20s, at least it's well, different. It, just, it is. It's different. It is. When they're younger, it feels more physically challenging because you're literally following them around, making sure they're safe and you're probably sleep deprived. As they get older, I remember thinking, oh, it kind of shifts into emotion and an emotional place where it can be exhausting emotionally. Um, trying to figure out how to handle different situations that come at you with different kids. So you've got three kids all doing different things and you're having to figure out when to step in, when to let them figure it out on their own, or when you have to possibly step in and discipline and how you're going to do that. And so at that time, my husband and I were a great team and we had this pattern where we would kind of talk about it. We always gave ourselves like 24 hours to figure out if that was what we wanted to do. And then we would let them. Well, and the beauty of it is I'm, is I'm hearing you. I mean, you, know, you, you may have a certain parenting style, but you have to be a different parent for each child. Right. Because they're so different, which, um, you know, and I don't know, maybe having your early childhood education background even gave you that sense of, I don't know that every parent recognizes that that they may feel like this is the way they parent, we parent each one. I believe our children teach us oh, absolutely how to be the mother, how to be the parent that they need us to be. Yeah. So I want to talk about um, mirroring. Like I had written some notes down and I remember when you have your children, they teach you things that you may not want to see, but they are mirrors of you. They will do things and you're like, what error did you get that? And then you realize you are doing that yourself. So I have a funny story. I'm going to tell you. We were in church one time and my daughter was two. I think she was like two. And right in the middle of service, when it's quiet, she stomped her foot and she's like, shit, shit, shit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where's that coming from? And then I realized that I had like later in the week, I will do that. I mean, they're like little mirrors. You, they're literally doing whatever. They're mirroring mm -hmm. what they're seeing. So it's an opportunity for us to be, to grow and to improve and to be the best that we can be. And that doesn't mean perfect. I honor mistakes because I know that that's where great greatness can come from is mistakes. And in our home, we've always apologized, not perfectly, but we've always apologized when we've made mistakes. And we understand that a mistake is a learning opportunity. Well, that's something that I've done too. And, um, and it really humbles you, especially when you realize 
oh, this is happening because of me, what I've done or the situation. Oh, that, it's, you know, it's astounding to go, what? Um, I never said that, but then you realize you do. And even, I believe, uh, and this actually came into my lungs from another friend, um, where we might see something and you go, you know what? As, as an you know teenager or a young adult or seeing something and realizing it's time for me to reclaim I didn't even realize they may it may not be a behavior as much it may be something um, maybe it's a wounding that they've taken on it's difficult to I'm hearing the word pattern some pattern that they may be expressing and when you actually look deep into it and go that's they're mirroring it again, something. Mm -hmm. It's time for, if you wish, obviously, you are in a place to um, reclaim that and heal that yourself. I think they're constantly giving us opportunities to, to grow. I agree. And when you have young children, there's a, this, it just, it just comes from within you, this wanting to protect them. So when they're younger and you notice some patterns that you may want to grow beyond in the family, it gives you an opportunity. And this could be your immediate family or your extended family. It gives you the opportunity to make the change at that moment or that point. And, and it gives you the opportunity to maybe um, move beyond some cycles that need to end as well. Yeah, you mentioned that that's been a, Part of the journey mm -hmm. to, to change the cycle, to heal the cycle, to, to heal. transmute the cycle. Right. To, Knowing that everybody is doing the best they can in their lifetime and how they interpret and live and how they see the world in their life. Yeah, and you can just. So um, I feel like one of the things to really that you carry vibrationally is this in your field um I'm just hearing that in, in your field is this um I'm saying the word seed like you have the ability to maybe that, that it was a seed and it's now continued to blossom and to unfold is this place of compassion you know and to really hold that space of I think compassion is an aspect of love. Mm -hmm. And you know, if, if love is the core of our being, and um, let's just use the, the rose as an example, since, since we have roses oh. sitting here, um, as the very core, each bloom or each petal holds, um, like if it's fractile, it's part of it, but it has um, an essence or a virtue of love, which can be this is how I say it, you know, truth and compassion. And I really feel you have that so strongly in your field. Thank you. Um, and maybe there's been that place of holding it for yourself as well as people, your children. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I could see that where I have some compassion to be kind to teach my children to be kind to just hold a space of love and compassion for others no matter what they've been through in their lives you know and you've been a great teacher for that as well 
if you really have well it, it, it right now it's making me think of the school and i don't know if that's something you want to talk about with the the children you've helped you've had challenges um, yeah i was in a position a fortunate position where i got to work with children one-on-one -on -one. i was a paraeducator for seven years so i had i worked with either one-on-one -on -one or in small groups and within that experience I was able to connect with some children, two in particular that I remember that had gone through a really, really, really difficult time. And I was able to, I was chosen and called to connect with them. And um, it was really, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed giving them the space to just feel safe and loved or protected in a time in, or in a moment to just so they could just relax a little bit and just have a little bit of fun or just know that they were okay in that moment and that I, I didn't really I would have never guessed that that's something that I would have been good at when I first started that job it's kind of interesting see as you're speaking things that pop out to me are the words um I was called mm -hmm. so even though it was school administration that called you I feel like there's another level of that you were called <laughs> on a higher level that you were the one to to um, be there for those those children and again I just feel the emanation of the mother's heart who you know sometimes they don't have to do anything they're just holding that beautiful space where those children felt safe to relax right and and you know and sometimes we learn from our experiences it it they might not have been the the best possible scenario but then I think that that really illuminates the opposite of that so we want that we may like me in my experience I, I experienced abandonment because I was um, abandoned or I was um, adopted and not um, placed up for adoption for 14 months because I had emergency brain surgery so I had to be in an orphanage in an orphanage or in foster care for the first year plus of my life. So I know enough to know that there were some things that happened that would make me feel abandoned. So knowing that when you're working with these children, you, you just have, I think it just builds compassion in your heart. And there's just something there at a primal level for me where I just want to help these children that have gone through a really difficult Yeah. So sometimes we do learn by contrast. So you yes. learn this place from absolute contrast that I didn't have that. And right. Therefore, I'm going to actually bring it forward to the best of my ability in all facets of experience. Yes. Whether it's my own children or, or other children, children in the school system. Um, so I just want to say, holy moly, because that takes, that takes, I believe that takes a really strong soul who's willing whether i mean because that wasn't you had to the, the human you didn't make a conscious choice as a baby to go i want to experience that or right. i mean i don't think we ever made conscious you know those right. are things that we've made either unconsciously or the soul has made your soul you chose a rough path to come in and yet how much glory it has actually brought you mm -hmm. you know to be of service to to your own children and 
when you were working in school. Mm -hmm. And and I feel <laughs> even when people come in here, when you're here, I feel like they're, you know, they just feel comforted by your presence. Oh, you know, <laughs> and um, I mentioned the the one one little girl that's been adopted. She's been always asked. Where's Julie? <laughs> well, she's not here today. <laughs> um, because she just, your presence was. Yeah, and I have a lot of compassion and empathy for what she's been through, what she's going through in her childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that we don't always know um, where people have been, their backgrounds, and mm -hmm. we all have different ones. And it really doesn't make, I mean, I just feel like you had a you know that's that's challenge it wasn't it wasn't just challenging enough to have been adopted you weren't adopted for like 14 months and you had brain surgery right i know <laughs> i know i know it's weird to tell that story now like i used to think it was kind of fun to tell people because they'd be like what you know but then when you really get to think when everything really hit me was when i had my own Wow, they were with me. Wow, Kenny walked at nine months. Wow, my other daughter did this at, you know, a certain age. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I was still on the bottle when my parents adopted me at 14 months. So there was a lot going on there. I I, I, I never had a pity party, but it really it really made me realize how much I've overcome. And, and then it just made me more thankful to be a mother and to have my children well okay so we have a gold candle oh it's on I, yeah we, people will see it on the screen so this gold candle is reminds me of just it's the christ energy but it's the energy of alchemy mm -hmm. it's like you were able to take your experiences and alchemize them in love and compassion for yourself and to give your children a different experience I can say that now, yes. I wouldn't have been able to say that or admit to that or understand that or feel that quite a while ago, but I, I believe that that's true. And sometimes I don't understand why other than that's just what my soul wants to do in this lifetime. So I'm going along with well, it. <laughs> well, um, let's applaud you for, for claiming that and, and the, the worthiness. Of the journey to have really gone through some contrast, if you will, to alchemize, alchemize for yourself, you know. Or we can use the example of this this, this diamond, this work we're doing, you know, um, or diamonds being created under pressure. I mean, you you have really. Um, brought so much through your heart and and through the the eternal love that you hold within your heart for yourself and for your family to give them a difference give your children different experience mm -hmm. than you had. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. It's it's been a it's been a wonderful journey. It's been a um a, just a joy really I mean of course there's challenges along the way but my children um, 
bring bring my husband and I both such joy and um we're I, we're just blessed with you and don't you find that when you can really be in a place of um, being insightful and aware and looking at it from greater level of consciousness everything has become a gift mm-hmm. there and you wouldn't I mean, you wouldn't change it right because because wisdom isn't necessarily um given to us in just here <laughs> the wisdom comes from doing the going through the challenges right. going through that I think it's going through the holy fire to come to the other side of alchemy, you know? So is there anything um, specific that you haven't shared that you would like to add? Um, Well, I want to say two things about being a parent, two little pearls that I enjoy. One is you have to use humor in your life. All Our son came along, I'm pretty sure that God said, you need some humor in your life. Because Kenny came along and he had this belly laugh that was just so infectious. And his nickname was Bubby. And um, he lightens the mood whenever he's around. It's just a gift. It's just something that comes naturally. So I think humor is really a must. Um, on difficult mornings when nobody wanted to get going or we were tired and it was a Friday and we had one more day of school to get through before the weekend, we would play music and dance around the kitchen. We did that quite a bit and it just brings up your energy, your, your vibration so easily that that's something that we always used to do. Humor, having fun, being goofy. Um, and then um, there was one more I was going to say. Oh yeah, back in my, back in the preschool days, we had parent education. So when the kids, once a week, the kids would go in the other room and we would get to go be the students. And um, the wonderful parent ed teacher at the time would give us these half sheets of paper with little parenting advice on them. And one of them was, this too shall pass. And I still have that on my refrigerator in the shape of a heart. And this too shall pass. And when you're up in the middle of the night and you're sleep deprived with a two-year-old who's been sick, it's like, you have to know that this will pass. And that applies to, now that I've raised my children, my youngest is 20, um, that applies to life in general. Mm -hmm. This too shall pass. And I think um, raising children gives you a chance to just really explore and um, experience life on a deep, deep level. An enjoyable, fun level too. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I agree with you wholeheartedly on everything you just said. And, um, you know, being a mother has been one of the greatest gifts for me. And I wouldn't change anything. And it, humor, (laughs) definitely. In fact, um, that's one thing that I love. My daughter and I uh, were able to laugh and I think it's important for both of us. That's something we enjoy doing. Yes. Um, it, it, it's like a bonding, too, especially when you can get through challenging times. And yes. Because it can shift. <laughs> I think shift it shifts energy. I can. I think it can raise your energetic vibration. And 
yes, I think it does help you connect with other people too. And it's, yeah. a, it's a definite necessity. <laughs> and they truly are our teachers. They truly are our teachers in teaching us to be the mother that they need. And so um, again, the beauty, and I just wanna, if it's okay, I just wanna hold that space of what I was talking about earlier where I see you holding this white rose of wisdom in your heart and it's being fed from, from the mother energy of your ancestors and your birth mother adopted mother and how you've been able to dispense that through to your your children and they will then take it if they become you know parents and they will take that and accumulate more of their own too you know exactly they will do things their own way and we're here if they need us but they're going to experience the world and the world's going to change so they will have the opportunity and the tools to make their own decisions figure out what feels right for them i think that's one of the most one of the beautiful things is to feel like you know what we did our best and really feeling good about that mm -hmm. and then you have to allow them <laughs> allow them to find their way as parents so, yes well thank you thank you thank you julie it's always been a pleasure honor May this serve those who are ready to hear and receive any wisdom from your mother's heart too. Well, thank you, Cheryl, for inviting me um, and always raising me up to a level of love and honor and respect that I appreciate and I look up to you for and I admire you for that. So thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure and a very heartwarming and enjoyable experience. Oh. And sisters, sacred sisters, part two. So thank you from my heart to yours for taking your precious time and energy to join me today in the sacred space. To receive the soul wisdom of the white rose and to drink from the jasmine tea, the tea of life in our human experience. Blending and weaving both for our growth, for evolution, not only for our own soul, but to also support and activate those around us and to uplift humanity. So if this has served you and you wish to receive more, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well as on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Way of the Feminine Force, where there are more meditations,